Miss Maria Josefa Gabriela Cariño de Salon. Despite fighting the figurative and literal battles of being a woman, she was a valorous and courageous Filipina military leader who did it all. today's episode of Kick-Ass Women of Color. As your host for today, my name is Shanna Lee and I'm a student at Abbott Lawrence Academy located in Lawrence, Massachusetts. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Miss Maria Josefa Gabriela Cariño de Salang, portraying her courage and legacy as a Filipina woman who not only was a military leader of the Ilocano independence movement from Spain, but had also inspired many organizations, movements, and women to fight against gender norms and stereotypes. So what exactly do we know about Ms. Cariño de Salon? Well, to start off, she was born in Barangay Caniogan, Santa Iloco Sur, on the 19th of March, 1731. Born into a family that consisted of her father, Anselmo Cariño, who was a Spanish Ilocano merchant and tradesman, and a mother whom very little is known about but the fact that she was Tinguian. After a few years, during her early ages, it was heard that Mascarino de Salon was separated from her parents and was forced to live with a priest. It was very unfortunate as the same priest who she lived a few years of her life with had then married her off to a wealthy businessman known as Thomas Milan. Yes, some may think of this as wrong because imagine a 20-year-old girl marrying like a 30-40-year-old to 40 year old man. But then again, that's how it was back then, and who are we to judge, I guess? From underage marriages, arranged marriages, so on and so forth, back then was low-key MS. And I'm sure these things still occur around the world, even today. she was with him from 1751 to 1754, as it was said that he died three years later of old age. Furthermore, what is known about her was that her highest form of education was elementary school, which is understandable as back then women in the field of learning or education wasn't really encouraged and almost looked down upon. But when we look at it now, there's many amazing women in the world who are CEOs, business owners, and have college degrees in biology, chemistry, engineering, you name it. As for religion, I'm sure you guessed it, but she lived with a priest, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, 
further leading to her Catholic upbringing. After a few years had passed, she remarried in 1757 with a man known as Diego Ceylon. With what we know, she didn't have any children, and during this time, her husband had been well known throughout the Ilocos region as a leader in the revolution against Spanish invading forces. But what was the world like then? chaotic. I mean, the American Revolutionary War was nearing its start as soon as the seven-year war between Great Britain and France from 1756 to 1763 had ended. In addition, the Battle of Manila, which began in 1762 in and around Manila, the capital of the Philippines, had also been going on between the Kingdom of Great Britain and the Kingdom of Spain. Manila was a Spanish colony at that time, however the British ended up winning and even leading around more than a 20-month occupation of Manila. The Declaration of Independence was to be signed in America a few years after as well. By the way, as for why the Ilocano Revolution began, it was due to the fact that the Spanish were significantly taxing the Ilocanos and forcing them into unpaid labor, so they sought for freedom and escape. Before you question what was Miss Cariño de Salong's role throughout it all, I'll tell you. Most of her adult life after marrying Diego Salong had been focused on aiding her husband as an aide-de-camp, also known as an advisor and strategist. Then, after her husband was shot in the back by a traitor and ex-friend who sided with Spanish forces for money, she had then taken over his role as commander and revolutionist of the rebels in the movement, promising her husband to lead with power and courage. As she associated herself with her paternal uncle, Nicolas Cariño, as well as her first two generals, Miguel Flores and Tagabuen Infiel, the Filipino woman was feared by the Spanish forces. Pretty brave if you think of it. As a woman, she managed to break the stereotypes of working within the private sphere that consisted of taking care of the children, house chores, etc. Instead, she painted her own image and invaded the public sphere of life as a generala, that wielded a bolo-like machete as a weapon on horseback. In 
Yes, she did have to flee from the Spaniards a few times as they sought after her, but nothing stopped her. In the end, her story was cut short though, after being publicly hanged along with her men in the middle of a town square in Vigan City, located in the Philippines. Nobody to this day knows where her remains lie, but in memory, a monument was built in Ayala Avenue in Makati City, a district in the Philippines. Don't worry, it doesn't end there. From life to after death, she became an inspiration to the feminist movement, as many organizations were created in memory and continuation of her as a leader, advisor, widow, and most of all, a woman. For example, according to a blog titled Gabriela Salong, Anti-Colonial Fighter in the Philippines by Lasel Amodei, which will be linked in the bibliography, it was stated that her deeds inspired the creation of the country's leading grassroots women alliance, named Gabriela, in her memory. Gabriela, formed in 1984, is the General Assembly binding women for reforms integrity, equality, leadership, and action. Its sister organization in the United States is the Gabriella Network USA. With principles stating, we believe that the freedom women seek will be brought about by the resolution of the problems of foreign domination, landlessness, and political repression, and in the changing of patriarchal value systems and structures in the Philippine society. An icon is what we would call her today, alongside many other marvelous, courageous, and inspiring women. Thank you. At this time, I want to take a moment to mention the sources I use for my research today. I'd like to thank aboutphilippines.org, Bayani Art, everyculture.com, Wikipedia, Liberation School, and the blog I mentioned before by Lasel Amode all which will be linked in the full bibliography of the episode in the episode notes. Also, I'd like to mention that images of Miss Maria Josefa Gabriela Cariño de Salong and some more information that I spoke of will be located on our Instagram page, at kwalkpod. That is spelled K-W-O-C-P-O-D, at kwalkpod. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And be sure to rate, review, or even subscribe on our Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms. Bye, and have a great rest of your day, night, or afternoon. See ya.